I'm Brandon, and this is my seminary life. Two years ago, I went back to seminary to finish my master's degree, and I started this show as a way to give me an opportunity to reflect and think critically about what I had to study, along with being able to bring conversations that are usually reserved for seminary students to anybody, because around here, I believe that theology is for everybody. Now that school is done, I'm entering a whole new phase here on the show where I'm picking out topics that we probably should have talked about in seminary, like apologetics, and also making room for some fun series along the way. So I hope you're ready to come with me on this new journey as we keep on studying together. Enter phase two. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here. It is time for the independent study era of the show. We have done away with seminary. I have a master of arts in ministry studies coming to me in the mail in the summer with graduation around the corner in May, but it's done. And we are now here on the brand new era of the show, the independent study era, where for the foreseeable future, I am going to be choosing series that I think are important, that I think we probably should have talked about in seminary, while also, you know, occasionally stopping off for a fun series here and there. How long... Brandon, will the independent study era last? Of course, that is the big question. And the, the answer to that is actually, I don't know. I don't know how long this era is going to last. The, the Master of Arts was a two-year commitment. And when I started my seminary life, I knew I wanted the show to last longer than two years. Um, how much longer my seminary life will be in existence, I'm not quite Sure. I don't know. There is this part of me that thinks that if I eventually get around to doing a doctorate, that once the doctorate is done, the show is over. Because, you know, in higher education, that's like the pinnacle. That's the highest point, right? Whatever the highest point of a mountain is, like the, once that then it's done. That's a conversation for Thursday, Brandon, to figure out. But for right now... Um, we're here in the independent study era with the master of arts being two years long. I, I would like to think that maybe this part then would last for two years of us together doing these solo studies while I rest, recuperate, put some money together before I start a new academic adventure. I will say this, that I do have in my super secret notes that are locked behind Google. The, <laughs> I do have the show booked out, scheduled from now all the way till uh, January of 2026. Now, it's not like every single episode has been picked out. That's ridiculous. And I only have it booked out that far. I like I'm a very like planned, organized person. But even that's a little extreme for me. The only reason it's been planned out this far already is because 
ideas come to mind and I just jot them down. And so in time, as jotting down ideas have occurred and as I've been feeling out from you all, the audience, what you have liked, you know, it, it's just kind of come to be that, oh, I've got like the next really like two to three years figured out. So that's what we're shooting for. Probably two to three years at least as we go into the independent study era of the show. Starting things off here with Apologetics 101 because like I said, it still kind of baffles me a little bit that I had to do this class on like administration and not church history, apologetics, counseling, Greek and Hebrew. I guess the Greek and Hebrew makes sense because I chose to do an MA and not an MDiv. But still, you kind of get the idea of like, we, <laughs> I, I would, the ministry administration series is actually very popular. And it's probably because we talked about a lot of stuff that you don't normally hear about, even on a podcast like this where it's a little bit more academically focused. Like we were talking about policies and procedures and spiritual gift quiz reactions. There's probably a show just devoted to that, though, the more I think about it. And one of the things that came up in that class was that we were told by the professor that you cannot say that you are adequately trained for ministry at a seminary level at a master's level, if you have not been taught how to use money. And it's like, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Especially if you go into a church situation where you're like, you know, you're, you're in a small church situation where you have to do everything, or you're in a big church situation where you have a big budget that you have to be accountable for. Like, it does make sense. But really, no counseling, even though the mental health crisis has been like skyrocketing even before the pandemic really no church history even though we do pretty much just talk about like the evangelical protestant american side of church history like like no church history no apologetics okay at least i know how to make a budget now at least i know how to make a budget that's what more could I ask for? I guess I know how to make a budget. But here we are. Day one of a new era. It's a new day. Yes, it is. By the way, with it being a new day, a new era, did you enjoy that new intro? Wasn't that kind of nifty? I thought it was a good idea, at least, because now that saves me a little bit of time to ramble more during the actual episode. And it kind of has like this whole like recap. You know, maybe it's not super in-depth. I didn't talk about every single series we talked about here. Or this is series 15, by the way. This is the 15th series. There's a reason why I call them series and not seasons. If you go back to spiritual formation, one thing you'll find out is that I do refer to them early on as seasons. But I began to realize that if I did that, by the time I got to this point, which is the start of year three, I'm already on season 15. That doesn't make any sense. That's kind of silly. So I started calling them series because even though I don't know if I'm ever going to become a pastor, thinking in terms of series and, you know, 
sermon notes and things like that. This is kind of how my brain works. So that's how I booked the, <laughs> that's how I talk about the show. Anyway, going now into s- series 15, year three, the start of the independent study era. Too many different ways to talk about this. I wanted, I, we're going in ad free. Unfortunately, we do not have enough subscribers over on Spotify to keep the show ad supported so if you're looking for a place to support the show may i suggest you subscribe over at spotify i know nobody likes listening to ads but ads are a really simple very consistent way for the show to make some revenue so uh, obviously if you like using apple or amazon or one of those other ones that's fine but if you're seriously like this is your very first time and you like using Spotify, please follow the show on Spotify. So now that the show is ad-free, I really felt like it needed something. We usually open the show with the ad, then the music, then the episode. I was like, we need a thing. And so that's when I came up with the idea for that little intro. So that way, like... You just get the little recap at the beginning. If you're new, it's like, okay, you know kind of what's going on here. Cool. It's all good. Everybody's happy. Everybody's fine with this. And so, here we are. By the way, the uh, that intro that I, that I came up with is actually inspired by my favorite TV show intro of all time which is the intro to the TV show Burn Notice, starring Jeffrey Donovan and the greatest actor of all time, Bruce Campbell. And I can't think of her name. Who played Fiona? I can't think of her name. She's really good, too. Um, yeah, that intro to Burn Notice. My name is Michael Weston. I used to be a spy until it. I, I had the whole thing memorized at one point in time. Yeah, that's... I that is the inspiration for the new intro to the show of me just recapping. Now you all know what it is we are doing here. Speaking of TV shows, you know, I've being a stay at home dad, this has been on my mind a lot lately being a stay at home dad. I really enjoy bonding with my kid, particularly watching shows with him. You know, it kind of first started when he was watching TV uh, of just him just like sitting motionless, just observing whatever was on the TV. Uh, now he actually like kind of interacts with it a little bit. He'll clap, he'll bounce up and down. His his common way of expressing joy is kicking his legs. Uh, he'll like, or flapping his arms like he's a bird trying to fly away. So I get to see that when he is watching TV. It's doing his little like, gestures we have uh three tv times during the day for cooper you know claire and i are very much of the mindset that if you that you should do what is best for you and your son or for you and your child obviously not everybody has a son it's late at night as i'm recording this (laughs) um you should do what is best for you and your child in your parenting that is our philosophy so for us we've decided he has like these three tv times the first one's in the morning and um it, it's cooper and i in the morning we're eating breakfast we're getting ready and one of four shows are usually on this early in the morning and um 
it is either Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Curious George, Baby Einstein, or Hey Bear. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse is, first off, I think Mickey Mouse, kudos to Disney for their marketing and brainwashing of children. We've all been brainwashed by Disney. And that's not even like a jab. That's just like a common fact at this point. Um, That he, uh, Cooper totally recognizes who Mickey Mouse is. I don't know if he knows other characters yet. I think he knows one other one. I'll, I'll talk about this other character here in a moment but cooper totally recognizes mickey mouse it's a fine show it definitely you know it teaches kids like how to think critically through their problems specifically like okay how do i use my tools to solve this issue that we're having it's just it are honestly at least of the shows that we i have watched with cooper so far it is the most repetitive show on the planet intro song followed up by mickey introducing whatever the thing is that's happening today okay now we got to go get our tools from toodles and uh, now we're going to go do that thing and now every four minutes someone's going to yell oh toodles then we have to do the whole thing we've got ears say cheers and then you know okay we've used all the tools say super cheers and now uh, the episode's over so let's all go sing hot dog and all right, now we're back for another one. It's rinse and repeat all the time. The nice thing is that, the nice thing is that since Cooper is still little and can't talk, I can be in charge. And when I'm done watching Mickey Mouse, I can just turn it off and turn something else on, or just turn on, turn off the TV completely. Curious George is pretty good. It that one, you know it. Again, it is kind of like this learning about the world around you, which is kind of standard fare when it comes to children's entertainment. But I, I think it's good because Curious George is like, he, you know, curious, obviously. And that's kind of the angle they take with the children of like, it's good to be curious about what is going on around you. And that's, that's a good thing. To, that's a good thing to teach kids, right? And I think it's also fun because like a like a well-written kid show should be there's good like jokes for the grown-ups every once in a while too which is i appreciate also it's really cool that ron howard is one of the executive producers like the dude must have been a big fan of curious george when he was growing up or something like why else would ron howard care about a pbs show that has to be like the most well-funded pbs show in history too when it comes to Baby Einstein and Hey Bear, those are both uh, in those baby sensory departments where this is like the best one just to have on in the background because it's primarily just music. You know, the Baby Einstein, we have those on DVD. It's so fun watching these like late 90s, early 2000s DVDs and like the what probably was super high tech at one point in time that just looks so low tech now. But it's so simple and it's puppets and this is one of the ones where Cooper's very expressive with because there's like, I think like each one, we have four DVDs of Baby Einstein's. And I think each one, there's like a certain moment that now that he has seen it enough times, he knows what's coming and he gets really excited. There's one that has like a dragon that a dragon puppet that sticks out his tongue and he gets really smiley about that. There's another one where, um, 
I'm trying to think. Oh, there's like a puppy and a duck steals the puppy's bone and the, the dog has to like chase the duck around while the song while the Beethoven is playing in the background or something. And he thinks that's hilarious. Uh, hey Bear is a YouTube channel that does like baby sensory. Actually, it's a lot of like cartoon CGI uh, fruits and vegetables dancing around. So it's like VeggieTales, but without Bible verses. And the music is all, whereas Baby Einstein does like classical music, you know, uh, Hey Bear focuses on like, like a lot of disco funky music, but it's still not like obnoxious. So that's another easy one just to like kind of have on loop in the background. And he's, he's playing, he's sitting and watching. I'm not getting annoyed by people saying, oh, toodles every four minutes. So that's his morning. That's, you know, we'll watch one of those usually in the morning, a couple episodes or a couple videos or, hey, the Baby Einstein DVDs. It's really cool for you, like people who aren't parents or who might not know that like there's a repeat play, there's a play and there's a repeat play. So that way it just keeps looping for eternity. It's really helpful. We go about the rest of our day and then usually about an hour or so before nap time, we I turn on Sesame Street. So when I was a little kid, we always watched PBS in the afternoons. I always watched the um, it was Arthur, Cyber Chase, Between the Lions, and Stoom. That was like the the four PBS shows. Right now we're working on Sesame Street, and much like the Walt Disney Mickey Mouse situation, man, Jim Henson, that guy. I don't even know if he knew what he was doing by creating Muppets because anything that I have shown Cooper that involves Muppets, Sesame Street, uh, Fraggle Rock, uh, Bear in the Big Big Blue House, he is like zoned in completely and just loves it. And it's those have been the shows that he has been the most responsive to. I'm really tempted to start like the classic Muppet show at some point with him. Because I know I would totally get more out of it than he would, but because there's Kermit the Frog and Gonzo, he'll probably love it. And Fozzie Bear. The uh with Sesame Street, that's the other one that I am pretty convinced that he knows who Elmo is. I'm pretty sure he is he has got that character. And he is very happy when Elmo comes on screen. Also, I don't know when was the last time you watched sesame street i didn't really watch it that much growing up but cookie monster has a food truck now and it's the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life i love cookie monster i wish Bert and ernie had more screen time at least of the episodes we have on the pbs app it's like he's they're only in one and ernie's one of my favorites so yeah what are you gonna do it's usually the episodes, at least the episodes that we have on the PBS Kids app. It's like Elmo, Rosita, and Grover are the four, are the three characters, and Abby are the four characters who like show up the most in these episodes. And Sesame Street is like a master class. Every homiletic student should have to watch an episode. <clears throat> should have to watch a afternoon worth of Sesame Street sometime. Because it's like a masterclass on how to repeat yourself without sounding repetitious. <coughs> yeah, each episode 
is like they do the I wonder what if let's try every parent knows what I'm talking about right now. I wonder what if let's try and also the whole uh, growing together theme. They like work these into the episodes in so many different ways and so many different conversations. The letter of the day, the number of the day, they're worked into the episode in a variety of different ways. It's just very, I don't want to say it's clever because it's not like, it's not like, oh man, I never saw that one coming type of thing. But like it, you could tell that they put some thought into how do we continue to teach kids these valuable life lessons without without sounding repetitious, like we're yelling oh toodles every four minutes. Then right before bed, Cooper gets to watch Bluey. And I just want you to know that everything you heard about Bluey is absolutely true. Bluey is the greatest gift that we have gotten in a very long time, period. Whatever, for whatever, in any category, Bluey is, it lives up to the hype. If you're a grown adult listening to this and you have never watched Bluey and you have Disney Plus, shame on you. Stop listening to me talk right now and go watch Bluey. You will, it will do you more. It will be more beneficial to you to listen to an episode watch an episode of bluey than it would be to listen to an april fool's prank episode of my seminary life that's right folks there's not actually anything about apologetics in this episode i have just wasted 20 minutes of your life you're welcome america of course if you're not listening to this episode on April 1st, then I just sound like an amazingly big jerk right now. But when I realized that Apologetics 101 was going to start on April 1st, that was not planned. It was just, I think it was like within the past like two, three weeks or so is when I realized it. I was very careful to never draw attention to the fact that the series was going to start on April 1st. So that way I could do this bogus episode where I actually don't talk about apologetics, even though the title and the description that I wrote make it look like I am talking about apologetics in this episode. And instead, I just stood here in my laundry room and did an entire filibuster episode. I feel like Mr. Smith goes to Washington right now. I did a filler buster episode talking about the TV shows I watch with my son. By the way, if you want to hear more about Bluey, I'm going to be on a uh, spoiler. I'm going to be on a podcast here pretty soon talking about Bluey. I'll uh, post the link for that when that episode comes out. Um, yeah. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on children's entertainment, you can reach the show at email seminary life at gmail.com. And I will be happy to do this again for you all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I promise next Saturday will be the actual start to Apologetics 101 for reals this time. Uh, and we will talk about what is apologetics. Um, but thanks for being a good sport. If you somehow made it to the, what are we at here? 22 minute mark or whatever. Thank, if, if you've made it this far, thank you for being a good sport and listening to me ramble and give you way more information than you ever needed to know about my son's television times throughout the day and if you for some reason enjoyed this episode uh, if you if you actually enjoyed it and you feel like hey i deserve to have gotten pranked this was fun uh please share this episode around but don't ruin the fun if you're going to share this episode around 
you are now officially in on the joke. You have to put over the fact that this was an episode on apologetics. Okay. So please share this episode around, uh, rate and review the show wherever you're listening to the show. I already talked about Spotify, so I don't have to bring that back up. You can always keep up the show on Facebook and Instagram at My Seminary Life Pod for daily updates. Every Thursday, I'm going to be highlighting a different resource, online resource that you can check out to continue to um, grow in the subject of apologetics. And so you could be looking for those on Facebook and Instagram this coming week. And I think that's it. I think so. Mainly because I didn't really talk about anything. <laughs> uh, yesterday on the show, we had the next to last episode of Fish Fridays where Pastor Will Rose was on the show to talk about the Lutheran side of Lent. So if you were ever curious why the people who started the Protestant Reformation do that Catholic Church thing of observing Lent, all of your an- all of your, <laughs> your questions will be answered in that episode. I do promise that. Uh, this coming Monday is the next live stream event. This is to celebrate the fact that the GoFundMe has been fully funded. Uh, it's going to be on Facebook, 7 p.m. Central Time. And so, and we're going to be talking about fun things. It is Holy Monday, so we're going to be talking about what are the best Easter and or Resurrection Sunday candy to eat this time of the year. What movies do you typically watch this time of the year? And then I'm going to give a little devotional related to Holy Week, the start of, uh, well, the Monday of Holy Week. So please join us. Join me for that again this Monday, 7 p.m. Central on Facebook. Next Friday is the final episode of Fish Friday's coming out on Good Friday. We're going to be talking about anticipating sorrow, moving through a journey that leads you to sorrow. So it's going to be a heavy conversation, but that's honestly the tone of the day for sure. Uh, and then as as promised, next Saturday for reals will be actually the start to Apologetics 101. Thank you for listening. If you somehow are still here with me, appreciate you all so much. You're a great audience. Until next time, remember, theology is for everyone, so keep on studying.